Good morning, everyone. We're going to do the abbreviated edition of Manna for Breakfast this morning. Hope that you're able to join us as we are continuing to move through the Word every single day, uh, completing the Bible in one year chronologically. So today we are in Psalm 130 and 131, 132. So if you want to find your Bibles and open them up, we'll also be in 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, going to start the book of Corinthians this morning. So let's go ahead and open up, and uh, we will, we'll get right into the Word. Father, thank you for our time. Thank you for the science and the blessing we have now behind podcasts and be able to gather together, no matter where we are, to receive your Word. It's actually a, an amazing blessing we have. So thank you for it, and now guide us as we read these things together in Jesus' name. Psalm 130, out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should make inequities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than a watchman for the morning. Indeed, more than the watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is loving kindness. And with him abundant redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Such a powerful psalm. Because again, if this is written during the time of Solomon or David or even later. So much of the kingdom had already departed the 10 northern tribes. And he's, my mind is thinking that he's probably looking at all Israel, north and south, together. And he's bidding them to come back to his loving kindness. He knows that God is loving. And he knows that he has abundant redemption. And he knows that he will redeem Israel. Now that's prophetic. Because remember, they'd gone after these horrid, horrid gods and were sacrificing their children to these gods. And and even in the south, in Judah, they were building altars inside the temple area to these other gods and abandoning the Holy of Holies and worshiping these other vile, immoral, horrible gods. So it's a loving God that will forgive a people that are so stubborn in their resistance. Psalm 131 a song of ascents of David. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. Surely I have composed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child rests against his mother, my soul is like a weaned child within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time and forevermore. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful statement that he says that he doesn't concern himself with great matters and being uh, leader of the greatest nation of the earth at that time, and most powerful, really, for a time under David. But he says, his heart is not proud, and his eyes not haughty. And and that was true for a good part of his life. There was a few mistakes he made, but he really wasn't, because he was the humble shepherd boy that God rose up to slay giants. He truly trusted in the Lord. He did rest against the bosom of his father, or like one rests against his mother. And he was, all of his hope was in the Lord. This is what made him the great king that he was. Psalm 132, prayer for the Lord's blessing upon the sanctuary, a song of ascents. Remember, O Lord, on David's behalf, all his afflictions, 
how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, Surely I will not enter my house, nor lie on my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids, until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the field of Jair. Let us go into his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let the priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your godly ones sing for joy. For David's sake, do not turn away your face from your anointed. The Lord has sworn to David a truth from which he will not turn back. Of the fruit of your body I will set upon your throne. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony will teach them. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell. I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her needy with bread. Her priests also will I clothe with salvation, and her godly ones will sing aloud for joy. There I will cause the horn of David to spring forth. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown shall shine. So now we will jump over to First Corinthians. Paul, called an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who have been sanctified in Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, saints by calling, with all who in every place call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, with their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech, and all knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, through whom you were called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be made complete in the same mind, in the same judgment. For I have been informed concerning you, brethren, by Chloe's people, that there are quarrels among you. No, I mean this, that each of you is saying, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, I am of Christ. Has Christ been divided? Paul was not crucified for you, was he? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one would say you were baptized in my name. Now, I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, so that the cross of Christ would not be made void. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolishness the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom, did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. 
But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to the Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world to and the despised God has chosen, the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So you can rejoice that it's by his doing that you are in Christ Jesus. Does that mean that we have no choice in the matter? I do not see that at all. I believe that Paul was sent to preach the gospel so that mankind can make that choice. But God is the one who does the calling. And in that, it is beautiful. (laughs) Not many of us were wise, not many mighty, not many noble, but he has chosen the foolish things to shame the world. He has chosen us, all the different races, types, Jews, Gentiles, intelligence levels. And he has put out a call, and the sheep come, those who will hear his voice and recognize his voice for who he is. And I think it is clearly taught by Paul that we are to respond to the gospel because There's a need for it. There's a need that men be responding to that which God is putting out through those who are preaching it. That's why Paul said he wasn't really sent to baptize. He was really just sent to preach, which is also an interesting study because Paul was not concerned about baptism for salvation, was he? Really wasn't. Basically said, you know, I'm glad that I baptize these guys, but that's not why I was sent. That's not what it's about. So you can see that where Paul's real emphasis was, believing by faith, what he wrote in Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that we are to believe by faith. So make sure you don't get those things mixed up in your mind. So we will jump into August 6th today on Charles Spurgeon. Deuteronomy one twenty one. Behold, the Lord thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath said unto thee. Fear not, neither be discouraged. There is a heritage of grace, which we ought to be bold enough to win for our own possession. All that one believer has gained is free to another. We may be strong in faith, fervent in love, and abundant in labor, There is nothing to prevent it. Let us go up and take possession. The sweetest experience and the brightest grace are as much for us as for any of our brethren. Jehovah has set it before us. No one can deny our right. Let us go up and possess it in his name. The world also lies before us to be conquered for the Lord Jesus. We are not to leave any country or corner of it unsubdued. 
that slum near our house is before us, not to baffle our, our endeavors, but to yield to them. We have only to summon courage enough to go forward, and we shall win dark homes and hard hearts for Jesus. Let us never leave the people in a lane or an alley to die because we have not enough faith in Jesus and his gospel to go up and possess the land. No spot is too blightened. No person is so profane as to be beyond the power of grace. Cowardice, be gone. Faith marches to the conquest. Amen. So take every opportunity to reach out and claim God's God's blessing upon someone going through a difficult time and ask them if they need prayer. And I praise my wife. She's so much better at that than I am. I'm still learning, still learning a lot. Some of us just have a hard time going outside of our comfort zone, don't we? But never stop trying, never stop learning. Let the Holy Spirit guide your steps. Wonderful, wonderful thought for this morning. And we do want to just, with that end, in prayer and thank God for the blessing of these words and his guiding us in them. Father, thank you for your, your goodness to us, your provision for us. We thank you, God. There is, there is power in your words. There's power in, those, in unity, in, in fact, in the church. So we come and proclaim your word and, in a sense, claim territory, not, not in a malicious sense, but in a sense of coming against the enemy so that we may liberate people under darkness, under the bondage of their sins, and let you come in and wash them clean, baptize them in your spirit, build them up, make them a part of your, your kingdom and your household. Thank you, God. Your word is, is beautiful. It's foolishness to the world, we know that, but for us, it's the power of God. And we know that you will destroy the power of the wise. We know you are destroying the cleverness of the clever. We know that we don't have a lot of us PhDs and a lot of wisdom and knowledge to debate people that are so hard-hearted and hostile towards Christianity, but we know that your spirit can take down any stronghold. So we pray that you break through the hearts of these hard-hearted people, and you, God, be the one to rebuke them. You be the one to bring them into humility so that they too might come to receive you as their Lord and Savior. Thank you for this day. Thank you for those that are continuing to serve you, the pastors, the people working at churches, the parking lot attendants, the people that have given up so much to willingly serve you out of joy. May you bless them today abundantly. Thank you for Vacation Bible School in Muscota. May you just be blessing that and bringing in new families, kids, strengthening the kids that are believers and bringing in new ones that don't know you for your kingdom for eternity. The parents as well. Thank you, God, for all you're going to do. Give us your protection and your strength and blessings for traveling and all the accommodations. Bless loose and all that she'll be doing with all the people that will be up there. So thank you, Father. And we uh, love you and we look forward to things you're going to do in our lives this week. In Jesus' name, amen. That'll do it, guys. Thank you. And so all week, be up in Mascota. Uh, it was about three hours, two and a half hours, three hours from Vallarta up in the mountains to the east of us. Beautiful little town. So it'll be hit and miss on the live feed if I have good internet. It all depends on good internet. If not, I will continue to upload to the audio podcast. That way I can uh, record it locally and then find a Wi-Fi signal somewhere and upload it. So God bless you guys. I'll keep it up this week somewhere or another. Bye-bye.